Welcome back to the Dental Giants Podcast. I am your host, Pedro Mashaw, interviewing dental professionals who have shown excellence, passion, and success in their field. Here's part two's interview with Dr. Bill Dorfman, where we start transitioning and Dr. Dorfman tells us a little more about his experience working on celebrities, the pressure involved, and what he's doing now and his big takeaway message. Stay tuned till the end for a fun bonus question. I hope you enjoy. So, so kind of transitioning from Extreme Makeover, um, you got a lot of exposure with among celebrities. And um, did, did you ever feel that there was more pressure when working on celebrities, not on a TV show per se, but just celebrities in general, they would come to you. Did you feel that there was more pressure because, uh, you know, they were famous, they're going to, your, your work is basically going to be on a movie or a TV show? Yeah, absolutely. It is a lot of pressure. And, you know, one of the hardest things really with celebrities is especially, you know, ones that are, you know, at the height of their careers is the, Mm. the limited amount of time, you know, that you have to work with them. You know, I mean, that was always a big challenge was just getting them in the office, you know, and doing it quickly and, and perfectly and, naturally and all that stuff that makes sense and then out of the things you do currently or if you've done in the past now what what's one thing that makes your heart beat the fastest? like what's either uh the most exciting or adrenaline rush you do in terms of just um dental work or in your office um i've done some really really cool cases where people in their 60s you know, they're not like, I mean, I would say a little past middle age, but where they had some very, very severe dental problems and, you know, they're not going to go through ortho and, you know, and you're not going to treat them the way you would treat a 20 year old, but yet Mm -hmm. using, using restorative dentistry, you can give them a really, really beautiful and functional result. Um, well, a guy just came in yesterday. I mean, I basically did his entire mouth and he said, look, you know, I'm, I, I don't really care about aesthetics that much. He goes, yeah, you made my teeth beautiful because the thing I really appreciate doc is I don't have pain anywhere. I can function. I can chew. I look good. I feel good. I feel healthy. He goes, you changed my life, you know? And, and I'll tell you the aesthetic part was, was enormous, but he's not a vain guy. Like it, for him, it wasn't about that. It was just about having really shitty teeth, whoops, crappy teeth his <laughs> whole okay. life. And, you know, and, and, and not having that anymore. Wow. That's, that's amazing. That's, that's a beautiful thing. Um, I hope to one day aspire to be like that as well. Wow. You will, you know, I'll tell you something. It's funny because, you know, I've been practicing dentistry now um, 37 years. I mean, that's long, you know? And um, it's funny. I I feel really, really fortunate. I mean, dentistry has literally exceeded every expectation I ever had. And I know because I worked in a clinic with 12 other dentists. I know a lot of dentists really struggle you know, like with with dentistry and I, I I never did. It's one of the, it just really 
came very naturally to me. And it was funny because I was treating this woman and I remember her name. This was 10 years ago. Her name was Vivian. And she was supposed to be like this world famous psychic, like the most famous psychic in the world. And I don't believe in that stuff at all, at all, you know? And she was sitting in my chair and I was working on her and I could tell that she was like looking into my eyes. I mean, I was looking at her teeth, but I could see my peripheral vision a little bit. She's looking at my eyes. And at one point she said, stop. And so I stopped and she said, I know what you're thinking. Hmm. And I thought, no, you don't. Cause I'm not thinking anything. <laughs> I'm like on autopilot here. Like we mean, you know, you know what I'm thinking and I'm talking to myself. I'm like, okay, this will be really good. Cause here, this woman thinks she's this hotsy totsy psychic yeah. who can read people's minds. And I'm like, I, I'm like, okay, all right, let's hear it. What am I thinking? She goes, absolutely nothing. You're on autopilot. <laughs> I'm like, holy crap. That, that, I was like so unprepared for her to be right. She goes, and then she said something which I don't believe. She says, you work and create from a much higher source than you even know. Like, I don't believe in that part, but I do know that like, seriously, when I'm working, it just, it really just comes to me. I, I, I don't know how to explain it. It's a weird phenomenon. You know, I'll come up with some really, really cool solutions to things that I swear I have never seen before. I didn't even know if people mm. ever did them before, but I'll do them. I'll give you a great example. Okay. Mm -hmm. I had a patient, a family friend who was on a limited budget, right? Okay. She had an existing implant on tooth number in, in tooth number three area, right? Mm -hmm. She was missing tooth number four. Okay. All right. There was not enough bone for an implant there, nor could she afford it, nor could she afford a bone graft in an implant, mm. right? She had a crown on tooth number five that broke and needed replacing. Mm. Now, everybody knows you can't do a three unit bridge with an, uh, with an implant as one abutment and a natural tooth as another abutment. Yeah, right. right. Why? Right. Because the implant is ankylosed, it's in the bone. The natural tooth has a PDL, so it gives mm. a little bit, and that's mm. why they fail, right? Mm. So I looked at that and I thought, oh my gosh, I have a great solution. You know what I did? What? I made a gold thimble on tooth number five. So basically it was just, mm. it was a crown, but it didn't look like a tooth. It was just a gold cylinder that I cemented on tooth number five. Huh. I then made a three unit bridge, screw retained with a hole in the occlusal of tooth number three, Okay. A pontic on tooth number four and okay. a crown that fit over the gold thimble on tooth, tooth number five. Huh. So now if there was any give, it was not attached to the implant. Mm. Right. 
Yeah. And, and it was screw retained. Wow. So it basically just rested there and you couldn't get decay because yeah. tooth number five was sealed by the crown. Yeah. So even if there was any kind of micro leakage or whatever, it, it yeah. was not between the tooth and the restoration. It was between the gold and the gold. Mm. Wow. Now I had never seen that, heard of it or whatever. I just created it. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Got yeah, you don't have to put there. that all. You don't have to put that. No, all yeah. All. That was just that was for just... your edification. No, that's cool. That that that's uh that's really interesting. Cool. Okay, so wrapping up, just the last few questions. Do you currently have uh, a dream project you're working on right now? And I know you're you're working on uh your podcast series and and leave, right. but um is is that kind of your dream project you're working on, or is there anything else? Well, I mean, my mantra for life learn so you can earn and then return you know dentistry is such an amazing profession because we're one of the only professions in the world where you can literally go to work every day and change people's lives in such a positive way and right. actually make them smile <laughs> you know mm -hmm. and i grew up really poor i mean really poor mm -hmm. but as soon as i started making money you know, I gave back, you know, and to the tune of we've raised over $44 million for children's charities, you know, through Smiles for Life campaign with, you know, Discus Dental, my company donated Zoom and whitening products to dental offices that would do whitening procedures for free. These are dentists yeah. in the Crown Council, which I highly recommend you guys all join. It's amazing. And Garth Brooks and I did public service announcements telling people if you'd like to brighten your smile and help a, sm a child smile for life, call one eight seven seven four smile You'll be directly connected to a dental office near you. And then Discus Dental donated the whitening product for free, you know, and that changed lives. You know, uh, my LEAP Foundation, I love that. It's a motivational leadership program for high school and college kids that Ashkan went to. His brother, Sam, is a huge supporter. Sam yeah. has given us over a hundred thousand dollars to sponsor kids wow. to go to the program and wow. is, is one of our biggest supporters ever. And, you know, it's a program that changes kids' lives, you know, and the, the thing I love doing, I've got two huge product launches that are coming out next year. Um, uh, I, I think in, in, in our world, it's called a category killer. I have created a new tooth whitening product. It's a wow. take home tooth whitening product that is not, on the market that people have not seen yet that I think will put all the other tooth whitening products out of business. It's, <laughs> it's that good. And on top of that, I have a new chewing gum that I'm going to be releasing. That's pretty awesome. That Whoa. does really fantastic. So that's awesome. And it's okay if I, if I transcribe that and, and yeah, article. you can put that in. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to tell you much about the product right. until they right, launch. Right. Cause, but um, but they're pretty, they're pretty awesome. Awesome. That's, that's really cool. That's something that I kind of wish I could do in the future too, is, you know, work on my dentistry and also, um, give back and work on new projects, not, not completely related to dentistry, but also kind of make inventions or be creative in the field. That's awesome. That's beautiful. Well, can I tell you something? Yeah. Do it. 
Okay. I mean, if that's what you want to do, do it. Yeah. Nobody limits you, but you, Mm -hmm. you know, the thing, do you know who Sean Astin is from Lord of the Rings? Yes. I, he played Fido, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 He gave me a card once I cherished it. I saved it. It's amazing. It says the thing the thing about you that I love is you have, not only do you have really weird ideas, uh-huh. you do them. And it's true. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, most people won't ever try anything because they're afraid of failing. Mm-hmm. I never fail. Ever. Because yeah. if I do something and it doesn't come out the way I want, I don't right. look at that as failure. I look at that as practice. Then you do it again and again and again until you get it right. And then you succeed. You really only fail when you quit. Don't quit and you'll never fail. Wow. And that that actually leads on to my next question, which was, do you have any big messages you would like to share with uh, current dental students that are going to be reading this? And is there anything you can share with me that you've kind of never told uh, other interviewer before? I'll do number one and then I'll do number two. The message I want to leave them is this, and and this is literally if if there's if there's one one concept that kids will embrace when they walk away from leap, it's this: don't wait for opportunities in life, make them. Mm -hmm. You know, if I meet another millennial who tells me that they're waiting for the universe to show them something. I, 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 I'm like, dude, have you seen what's going on in the universe? You are not a priority, mm. you know, and people that sit here waiting and waiting and waiting for what? Mm. And number two, when you do get an opportunity, don't take it, mm. master it. Oh. There's a big difference. When ABC put me on extreme makeover, I stunk on TV, literally. I was horrible. I mean, literally, they should have fired me. That's how bad I was. <laughs> but at least I was smart enough to know how bad I was. So yeah. instead of stinking for a whole season or getting fired, I did something about it. I took acting classes, hosting classes, teleprompting mm-hmm. classes. I hired the media trainer who worked with the kids on American Idol. And I had her teach me how to be interviewed, you know, yeah. on TV, you know. And, you know, when I wrote, when I got approached by a publishing company to write a book on cosmetic dentistry, I said, yeah. no, I'm not writing a book. I'm writing a New York Times bestseller. <laughs> and they go, well, you're arrogant. I'm like, no, I'm going to do the research. I'm going to find out what I need to do. And I'm going to write a bestseller because if I write a book, woohoo! if I write a bestseller, I get to do Ellen and Rosie, The Tonight Show. I mean, all oh, of these TV yeah. shows, right? Wow. So that's what I did. That uh, I, I remember you telling me that story too uh, of how you did that, and uh, you're giving out books. I have one of your books, and you signed it for me. And uh, yeah, that was that was a cool story, definitely. <laughs> one thing that I've never told anybody on any interview. Yeah. Uh, okay, this is fun. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I did a layout for men's fitness, right? And when I did- What does that mean, a layout for men's fitness? Men's fitness, they did like a whole like, you know, 
like a, like a, a photo whole, shoot or a photo shoot. Yeah. Oh, they did okay. a thing for men for for how men can stay fit in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s, right? Uh So when I shot it, I was 51. And, you know, they shot, you know, pictures of me working out and this and that and the other thing, right? Sure. So when the the magazine came out, I went and I I got a copy and I immediately turned to men in their 50s. Hmm. And I wasn't there. And I was really bummed. I thought, oh man, they they didn't like my stuff. They they edited me out. Right. And then I turned through to see like who some of the other guys were. And when I got to the part where men in their 40s, they put me in there. <laughs> and I called the woman who interviewed me. And I said, I said, you know, I was 52 when you shot this. She goes, I know nobody believed it. She goes, but you still gave me my favorite all-time answer of any interview I'd ever done. And I'm going to share that with you because I've never shared that. Are you ready? I'm ready. So we do the whole thing and they want to know about your diet and your exercise and your this and your that and blah, blah, blah. So I go through. It's all pretty, you know, ordinary. And we're just about to finish. And she's like, wait, 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 wait. So what? She goes, I forgot to ask you the most important question. (laughs) I said, what? She goes, be honest with me. What body part are you most proud of? (laughs) And I thought for a second, and I said, I ain't be totally honest with you. You can't photograph it, but I have a really big heart (laughs) and she laughed and said that was the best answer I've ever gotten so I'll share that with you because I've never shared that in an interview (laughs) wow that was really good (laughs) wow you got me there (laughs) that's hilarious (laughs) wow all right. Well, there, there's a few things that I'm just like, just personally curious about this. Now, you got knighted kind of recently, or I guess in 2018. Right. And what does that mean? And how do you even get knighted? So it's called the Royal Order of Constantine. It's the very first knighting association in the world. Oh. And they basically recognize people for excellence in their profession mm. and philanthropy. And so I was nominated and yeah, and knighted. I am li- wow. legally Dr. Sir William Michael. <laughs> That's freaking cool. Very cool. Thank you. And then I guess just oh, out of my own curiosity, you have a lot of um, these lifetime achievement awards. I know you have one from UOP. I, I, I know like 20 of them. <laughs> yeah. And you have one at UOP, you know, we have a, a whole lecture hall out of, after your name. And um, I was just curious, what is a Lifetime Achievement Award? And, and how are you even, if you get one like that? That's, that's really interesting to me. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, it's funny. I got my first Lifetime Achievement Award from the American Academy of Cosmetic Dentistry when I was 42. The youngest recipient prior to me was like 193. 
<laughs> and so, you know, they call me up and I'm like, okay, I just want you guys to know I'm not done here. I'm only mm-hmm. 42, uh-huh. but you know, <laughs> I think I just, I've had a career unlike any other dentist in history. Mm-hmm. And I, agree. I don't know people. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's an honor. People have, um, you know, giving me awards for what I do. I don't know. I just try hard, man. That's my goal. Try your hardest. <laughs> try your hardest and don't take the opportunities. Master it. I love it. That's right. I love it. Well, that's basically it. Okay. Cool. Thank you, Dr. Right. Bill Dorfman. All right. Nice talking to you. Appreciate all the time. Of course. Thanks for tuning in to our first interview of Dental Giants. Dr. Dorfman shared some great insights into his life, and I hope you were able to take away a few things from it. In particular, I loved his message, don't wait for opportunities in life, make them. And if you do get an opportunity, don't just take it, master it. Dr. Dorfman's journey is a great testament to that. If you like this episode, please give us a review and give us a follow on Instagram at Dental Giants. We have a lot more planned for this podcast, so hit the subscribe button now so you won't miss any new episodes. Thank you to my classmate, Sirideep, and my good buddy, Shreyas, for helping me kick off the show. Thanks for listening. We will see you in the next one. Stay hungry and healthy.